0: Hello and welcome to Kingdom Conversations, a ministry of Faith Covenant Church. We are so excited to have you today as we talk about all things related to the kingdom of God.
1: Welcome to Kingdom Conversations. If you're sitting there listening and wondering, wow, Mary, your voice has changed. Well, that would be correct. This is James here today, here to um, host a special episode Of Kingdom Conversations on Prayer. If you were at the congregational meeting a couple months ago now, you remember Pastor Kevin talking about that one of the things he is super excited about in this year is helping us to grow more in prayer. We have a number of people at this church that really have done amazing things through their prayer lives, their faithful prayers that we may never even know the impact that they had. And so we're hoping to build on that and grow that and engage every single person in the church, in prayer, whether you're a beginner, whether you are a strong prayer warrior, we're hoping to engage and help everyone grow in that area. And so, I've invited the prayer team here to be with me today to talk a little bit about prayer to help us grow in that area. So, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourselves, and then we'll start our conversation. So, Wit, we'll start with you.
0: Thanks, James. Yes, this is Whit Wilkerson, and um, I'm so excited to see what the Lord's doing in our church and just expanding on things that have been done so well in the past, but trying to bring a focus of prayer into everything that we do before, during, and after. And so um, I'm so thrilled to be here having this conversation with my dear friends and just reflecting on what prayer means to us.
2: Hi, I'm Joanne Lanning, and I'm a part of the prayer team that's going on at faith covenant right now. It's a very dedicated group of people who are passionate about prayer, who are passionate about what the Lord is doing at our church and how he's growing it, and we all know that prayer has got to be a part of that.
3: Hello, my name is Greg Lanning. I'm the husband of Joanne Lanning, and I'm here uh, because she told me to. No, no, I am here just because of... uh, I'm amazed at where I'm even in a room talking about prayer, James, and uh, based on my prayer journey, and I'm excited for what God is just starting to reveal um, to me the importance of prayer in my walk, in uh, being like Jesus in every day in every way. So, uh, looking forward to our conversation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like Greg said, our mission statement as a church is we want to help people look more like Jesus every day and in every way. And if you've ever read your Bible, you've noticed that Jesus prays a lot. He gets up early to go out by himself and pray. The night before he chose his disciples, he prayed all night. He is constantly in prayer. And so that is one of our six essential things, the six priorities of Christ that we prioritize is prayerful dependence, is that we depend on God to do things through our prayer. And so what I'd just like to ask you as we get started here, why do you think prayer is so important in the life of a Christian?
0: That's a great question and such a critical question because um, the very nature of our faith, I was reflecting on this just this morning as we were thinking about being together and I realized that the way that I personally came into a relationship with Jesus was through prayer and inviting him to come into my heart and transform me and so I see myself as a recovering uh, a sinner, <laughs> and that's a daily, ongoing task where I know it's really easy to fall back into old habits and ways. And I think the very best way to to please the Lord and to love the Lord appropriately is just to spend a lot of time talking with Him. And um, so, prayer, you know, becomes a central part of making sure that my heart is always tuned into Jesus. Absolutely. Joanne, do you have anything
1: you had add on to that?
2: Yeah, I think Matthew um, 22, 37, God clearly says that we are to love him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind. And for me, personally, loving him means talking to him. I, I mean, I know I love Greg, and when I talk to him, that's just part of our relationship. It's the ongoing love story that we have. And that's the same way that I see it with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, is loving him with everything, our whole being committed a hundred percent to him and that means a lot of conversations
1: right i mean you think about it with your spouse and if you were to not talk with your spouse for a while they would start to wonder what's wrong (laughs) you know they would think okay you're mad at me you're giving me the silent treatment i've done something wrong and yet how often do we do that with god that we go hours days weeks and we never talk to him (laughs) and you can't have a relationship with someone that you're not talking to. And we talk a lot about the Bible, hearing from God through the Word, but definitely this two-way intercession, talking to God, is important as well. So Greg, I would just ask you, what have you seen in your life to prayer? How has prayer helped you? How has it helped you grow? How has it helped you in your personal journey? Like, what would you share with other people about that? Yeah, James,
3: um... As Joanne said, she mentioned that it was about a wholehearted devotion, a, a, a love. And, and James, when I, my prayer life began, I, I remember my first time praying was walking home from a, an event at school, and my, my, fo- my parents were about ready to get divorced. And I remember, I, we weren't going to church or anything, but I do remember looking up and saying, God, if you're a God, if you could keep my parents together. That was my first prayer, you know. It wasn't. It just came out. Well, the answer to that prayer didn't happen, okay. But because of that first initial part, um, it got me to uh, to a point that um, my 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 dad remarried, and I'm still going. I go to church, and the gospel's being preached. And my second prayer, my next time I talked to God was a time that I said, you know, I need you, Jesus. I I. I'm I'm not right inside. and I made that confession. That was my second time even talking to God. Mm-hmm. Okay. And right after that the third time. And this part about loving, I'm just I'm just kind of just speaking and it's one word. So there's no prayer life here and anything. but my second time was my senior year as I, I fell and um, I was drinking, and all my Christian friends that I were around, I had to face them the next day, and I remember how bad how bad I felt, and my third prayer was a cry, a cry out. Didn't know what to say or anything like that is, I am so ashamed, Father. God, forgive me. So that's my prayer life hadn't been nurtured or anything like that. Um, It just started. But I I love what Joanne said about loving and knowing. And John 17.3 says, Eternal life is that we know God. And that started that part of me wanting to know him and communicate with him. And like she said, a relationship started. And so I had to start communing, and I I didn't know quite what to do, and I just kind of watched people talk or looked at that. So that part is growing now for me is to know him and to learn to love him in prayer.
1: That's so good. Joanne, would you add, how about you? How about you personally?
2: Well, I remember praying once before I even prayed the sinner's prayer. And uh, I asked God to change somebody. I said, God, could you just change them? And I felt very strongly the response was change yourself. Hmm. And I thought, that isn't exactly what I was looking for, but that's how strong the impression was from God so even before my salvation God was communicating with me and I started to maybe tune into that in a in a real way which eventually did lead to the prayer of salvation and then from that point I remember just I don't remember who I asked, but I said, well, I don't know how this whole prayer thing really works. And they said to me, well, if you can't do it in your head, just talk out loud to God as if you're having a conversation with another person, but it's God. And that's how I started my prayer life. And that was successful for me.
1: Yeah one of the things that's interesting as I listen to both of your stories is that you both it felt, feels like your first prayer was a failure because you asked God to do something and God said no and I think it's easy especially for someone that's new at prayer or someone there's people that have prayed for decades for a family member to get saved or to give up an addiction or perhaps they've prayed for God to fix some kind of physical ailment and they're discouraged because God doesn't seem to be answering the way they had hoped. And so what do you guys, what do you think? Whit, I'm going to go to you and challenge you here. How do you answer someone like that? I think Joanne and Greg gave some good answers, but for the person that's, that's struggling because they feel like I pray and it's just, I'm not getting what I wanted. Like, What would you say to someone like that that would encourage them not to give up? Because that's what I love about Greg and Joanne. They started out, didn't quite get what they want, but they didn't give up. They pushed through.
0: Well, I think so much of it revolves around, in, in all that we do, our understanding of who God is. And so sometimes we see God as someone who's like Santa Claus, you know, who's supposed to bring us gifts and make us happy, Um, but then as we dig into scripture, we realize that, you know, God really has a specific plan for our lives that we don't know, but he will reveal that as we walk forward. And, um, I can thank the Lord now after, well, I really committed my life to Christ in 1972. So it's been 50 years and, um, I can tell you there's, Many times in the past that I've prayed for specific things that didn't happen, the answer was not a yes, it was a no, or not now, that later I looked back on and thought, thank the Lord he didn't answer that prayer the way I asked it because I had no clue, you know, what the future held. But he had perfectly understood what was going to be best. And so I have really sought to take a position of neutrality and praying and saying, Lord, you really, really, really do know best, and I really, really don't. And, you know, there's desires of my heart, there's wishes and wants, but actually I just want to stay open to doors opening, doors closing, you know, answers that are yes and no, and understanding that God loves me so much that I don't have to be afraid of him giving me the wrong answer you know, that isn't in my best interest. And so that is something that I think is a commitment we have to make to say that, you know, and to believe that. But it also just takes time. You know, it just takes time and experience of God's faithfulness to realize more and more and more that we can trust him, we can trust him, we can trust him. And um, therefore, we can bring anything to him. You know, our desperate prayers, our our urgent prayers, you know, our tearful prayers. Um, and we know He hears us, and we know as a good Father, He will give us the best answer.
1: That's so encouraging, even when it's not the answer that we had hoped for or expected. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask, Joanne, if I could um, ask you this, is one of the things you, we see in Scripture is Jesus asked, if you ask anything according to my will, our Father hears you and prays the Lord's Prayer. Father, your will be done. How do we kind of distinguish that going along praying with God's will? What's the way that we could pray like that?
2: Well, I think it takes discernment in knowing God's will. It absolutely has to line up with Scripture. We can't be praying anything that is, against scripture, and I think that comes with a developed relationship with the Holy Spirit and a strong prayer life, <clears throat> and that's not going to happen if, if you're someone just starting out to pray or a believer who's just beginning this journey. You're not going to have a prayer life. Uh, like wit has right now after being with the Lord 50 years or like I do. I read something this morning. It said, um, if we fail to plan to pray, we will fail at prayer. And Witt used the word time, and it does take time. It's, it's work. Prayer, I think a lot of people think... You know, every popcorn prayer is, you know, Lord, get me a parking spot. Lord, help me to get to work on time. I'm late. But, and those are great prayers. Actually, I pray them all the time. <laughs> I've prayed for parking spots. I hate to admit that in some way, but I have. And I praise them when I get one. Yeah. But a prayer life, when we're, we're talking about a deeper prayer life, We're talking about somebody who has planned to learn to pray, to learn to communicate with God. And I'll relate again back to marriage or parenting. Uh, In relationship with people that you love, it takes time, and a lot of time and a a lot of intentionality to develop those relationships. And I believe prayer is exactly the same Wait, we have to be intentional about how to develop our prayer life.
1: Yeah, I think of, there's this great book called Power Through Prayer by a guy named Ian e. Bounds, little book. You can read it pretty quickly, but there's this one chapter that just, I don't even like to read it because it's so, um, makes me feel guilty because he talks about, different people throughout history and the way they prayed, that they would get up at 3 a.m. and pray till 6. These these guys and girls were praying two hours, four hours, eight hours a day. And one guy said his wife would wake up and like, what's wrong with you, honey? And he's on his knees in the middle of the night praying. And he just, one other guy said that he feels guilty if he wakes up and he hear, already hears somebody outside at work. And he's like, why is that person working? And I'm not up yet to pray. And I think Martin Luther famously said there's different versions of the quote but somewhere along the lines of I have so much to do today I've got to pray for at least three hours or I'll never get it all done (laughs) and that's just such the opposite of I think the way we often think is man I've got too much to do today I guess I'll just cut prayer out Um, and I just hearing you talking about that you have to make it a plan you have to make it a commitment seeing these these people that said I'm going to commit to get up at 3 a.m. and pray. I won't commit to get up at 4. Or whatever it is that they really saw the importance of prayer. Um, I just think that's huge. It's, yeah,
3: yeah uh, James, I... And you're going right back. You're hitting right back on prayer dependence. And when we, we, we can shift that. If we don't have this, we don't. We're not praying. Then there's something we we need it. And um, and I agree with the, the dedicated time to plan. But I think that in a in a in addition, it's it's that whole. How do we handle that prayer without ceasing? You know that Jesus talks about in, in, in that ongoing day. And I was just thinking what Joanne was saying is the dependence on God, you're you're good, you're for me, I am gonna pray for that parking spot. I am (laughs) am going to depend on you, and it just broadens and broadens. And I think for us to do it though, we have to believe that God is good. We have to have a foundation of that God is able. I mean, Jesus looked at the Father, I I just saw this, um, that he says, do you believe I'm able? Do you believe I'm able to heal? And he said, "Yes, but give me more faith." And so I think growing our faith, and praying the dead, you know, the for sure the 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 devotional time that. But I think throughout the day, if we can get a mindset of just talking to the Father, I believe you're able and looking and and get that dependence first. But what do we usually depend on? I know I do. My My strength, my knowledge, and I usually have to pray, I go to prayer after I've blown it, I mean I into a crisis mode, but oh, how this shift to know him, to know him that he is for me and go and and get that that, that struggle. I just wonder if anybody out there might have that whole what's that mean? pray without ceasing how how does that operate and uh I don't know if anybody else has a, a thought on that
2: I think just like you're You're going through your work day and a thought may come into your mind about your child or a grandchild, or a friend or a wife. You know, it's your mind is going to go to people that you care about. You're going to be thinking about them, especially if you know something's going on in their life or something. And I think that's pray without ceasing is where we're filtering everything. Through our passion and our intimacy and our love for the Lord, it—it's the first. It—it it becomes our first response mm. to daily living, instead of our last response. I—I I do want to say, James, those people that you mentioned, um, Moody and everybody that got up at three thirty in the morning and for. I, I don't recommend that for a brand new believer <laughs> no. or something. I think no. they're going to be swimming like, what do I do here? Uh, but I, I do think you grow into that. There's something that the Lord gave those great prayer warriors to do. They had a right. mission. They had a vision for something. And they knew this is never getting accomplished in my strength. It has to be done through the Spirit in, in, in God's way.
1: Right, and I think that's the key. Not that if you don't get up at 3 and pray for 12 hours, you're a bad Christian, but just their dedication, that they believed in it so much that they were willing to get up and do that. They were willing to get up extra early. And mm-hmm. whether I get up 5 minutes early or 20 minutes early, if prayer is that important, and it's the making, the time making the time to do it.
3: James, i just seen this, i just looked at this scripture and Paul doesn't say, hey, get up early and, you know, but he does say this. He says, uh, be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Pretty simple is, in a sense, rejoice. And he says, pray continually. And uh, giving thanks, and I think that part of prayer can uh, show us that dependence as we start to see we, we we see things and we notice and we we speak right then. Thank you, Lord. That that that's that, you know uh, uh, ongoing. So
0: uh, let me share just a moment of my testimony. Um, when I was a senior in high school, my dad uh, contracted leukemia and passed away just before I graduated and. My parents were very strong in their faith and were literally praising the Lord all the way through his illness. And um, I was watching in awe and and had been very skeptical about uh, my relationship with the Lord. But uh, a day or two after my dad passed away, um, in dead silence, not audibly, the Lord had a conversation with me that changed my life. So I guess the prayer came down from above instead of me shooting it up to him. But in essence, the Lord said to me, you know, I'm real, don't you? And I had to say, yes, I I do, Lord. Um, I do know you're real. And then the question was, so what are you going to do? Are you going to spend the rest of your life running away from me? Or are you going to spend the rest of your life running to me? Let's decide right now. I don't want to play games. And in the silence, I thought, well, I feel like an orphan. I just lost my hero. And I said to the Lord, well, Lord, I don't have anywhere else to run to. I guess I'll run to you. And in the silence, he said, good, I'll take very good care of you. And that was 50 years ago. And I can say there hadn't been a day that hasn't been true. So. The Lord is my hero, and I know He is to many who are listening. He is my absolute hero. He, I, I can walk through life alone with Him if that's what He calls me to do. He's sufficient. So therefore, the more I can learn from Him, the more I can spend time with Him and talk to Him and ask Him for advice and guidance and just be transparent in my struggles, the stronger I become because of his strength. And so prayer is really an essential part of, of growing in our walk with Jesus and becoming more like Jesus every day and in every way. Um, there's just no substitute. But it doesn't have to be a theological thing so much as just a relationship of, you know, hero and and, and the one who, who loves the hero. And so... Um, that that would really be, you know, my perception of what prayer means to me is just that talking, interactive conversation, um, you know, very straightforward.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's such a key because as you referenced earlier, a lot of times we see Jesus as Santa Claus. And so we come to him, here's my Christmas list. This is what I want. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. And if you don't, then I... Get angry or I think you don't exist and I get mad and it's it's more than that I mean if how would things work with my wife if every time I saw her I said hey do you mind mowing the grass today hey could you make dinner for me hey thinking not too could you do binge. laundry <laughs> here's all the stuff I need you to do for me today and then when she doesn't do it I get upset and assume she doesn't love me it's like very demanding <laughs> it would not go well and so I think it's easy for us to fall into that with God though it's just hey here's the list I need chop chop get on it
2: I think in Hebrews 11:6 it says for they that come to God must believe he is and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And I learned that verse early on in my Christian walk. And I kind of hate to admit it, but the word rewarder was the one that popped out to me and I thought I wonder what the rewards are. I was immature enough not to really fully understand that. But I knew I, if I was coming to him, I had to truly 100% believe that he was God and that he cared so much for me that he wanted to reward me with something. Of course, now I know a lot more of what that means. And yet, it's still so foundational in a life of prayer. For they that come to God must believe, and I think being like Jesus in every way, every day—you know, he he believed in Jesus. Well, he was God, so it's all there uh, to build on from that. So that's right, right. As,
3: as I'm listening, it, 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 it seems like prayer could be a lot of work. It could be work. Um, but I'm so comforted that Jesus told um, in, in the disciples that he was sending an advocate. He was sending the Spirit, and the Spirit of, that would be, he would be truth. To them so they would know in a sense and so that is part of this part of prayer that we have um, we, we talked about faith and now we, we we have the spirit living within us bringing us guiding us in truth and in, in um, romans 8 uh, 26 in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness we do not what we ought to pray for but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express I don't know about you, but it takes off sometimes. I don't know if I'm saying the right words, saying the right, and we've talked about asking for things in that, but I'm so thankful that we have the Spirit, um, and He's going to bring truth, and He's going to give us, He's interceding for us, and, uh, and He knows our weakness. So uh, we're not alone in this, in this time of prayer, and I think prayer just opens that up, that communication to God, and, and, and God's Spirit starts to want to, mm-hmm. um, help us with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And as we're winding down now, believe it or not, this podcast is just flown by. They, they go quickly. Um, I just wanted to go around and just give you a chance to give some closing thoughts, either something that you would suggest to someone that's just starting to learn to pray or maybe someone that's learning to pray or someone that's doing well and wants to grow a little bit more. Or just what would you just add for closing thoughts? You're saying, hey, this is something I really wanted to get out there, but I, I didn't get a chance to do it. So, Whit, we'll talk with you, and then we'll start with you, and we'll go around. Well, I remember
0: the day that I really understood how much Jesus loved me, and I was overwhelmed and filled with gratitude and love for Him. And now as we walk with Him, um, I, I love um, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. that says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it another time, Rejoice. And then He says, uh, Paul it, do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving present your requests to God And so the whole concept there is we trust him, you know So fully that we can bring the easy and the good and the hard and the sad and the painful things to him With Thanksgiving because we know he's got our back. You know, we know he's taking care of us We know we can trust him And that's the most important part of prayer, more than even what the specific answers may be sometimes. And so um, I would just urge everyone to think of this as building a relationship together. Absolutely. Joanne, what
1: would you add?
2: I think I would say uh, wherever you are in your prayer life, whether you're a beginner, you're just starting a relationship with the Lord uh, that you ask him, help me, help me learn to pray. I guarantee you that's a prayer he loves because <laughs> he wants to communicate with you more than you want to communicate with him. And if you're, you know, have a pretty solid prayer life, well, what does it mean to grow in that? I've been a Christian for over 45 years. And the more I pray, the, real, I, the more I realize, oh, I've got so much to learn about this subject. It's going to be a subject that will never end on this side of earth, this, this side of heaven, I mean, that we have to continue to grow in our prayer lives. It's just like in your marriage, in your your life. Again, in any relationship, it either is stagnating or it is growing. And growing is where I think people should evaluate. Am I, am I praying differently, deeper than I was last year? Um, just to keep growing on your journey of prayer. And he's the one that will help you do it. That's great,
1: Greg.
3: Yeah, on that on, on that journey, I, I think it starts with um, just being honest and simple with God. Oh. Just speaking from your heart. Um, don't let words, many words, coming in, but just be just be honest and sincere. And it makes me think in Psalms uh, forty six ten. It says, He says, Be still and know that I'm God, and I will be exalted in nation. I will be exalted in earth. And then He says, The Lord Almighty is with us. So be honest with your heart. Know that God is with you. Know that you're not alone, that the Spirit is there, help guiding you, and uh, embrace it to know Him. And I hope, for me, that continues to deepen my love for Him and my worship and my adoration of Him. And then my prayer life will just start to grow in a simple way.
1: Yeah, I would just encourage you, if you're listening to to work to increase your prayer life, like Joanne said, if if you're new and you don't pray much, just start with five minutes. Ask, like the disciples did, Lord, teach me to pray. And start. Start with a simple couple minutes out of your day and start praying and see if God doesn't, doesn't respond, doesn't encourage you, and you don't end up growing in that area. If you're someone that's prayed a lot, like Joanne said, you you just grow and you learn more and more. So try to deepen your prayer life, lengthen your prayer life, Read books and articles, different ways to um, to improve on your prayer. This is something we're going to be working on as a church to come alongside you, to provide opportunities for you to learn, opportunities for you to grow, because we want to grow in our prayerful dependence. I do want to extend an invitation um, to you on Sunday mornings during each of the services. Upstairs, the the prayer team leads a prayer time for the service, and so I would invite you to come, even if you're at the point in your your prayer journey that you're not ready to pray out loud in front of a group of people that's okay come sit be a part of it pray corporately and see if god doesn't do something through that thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time god bless
0: thank you for listening to kingdom conversations we look forward to you joining us next week